0: Hello and welcome to this month's episode of our Diversity and Inclusion vodcast or podcast, depending on how you're listening to it, called Addressing the Elephant in the Room. I'm Lindsay Bridges and during this series I'll be exploring DHL Supply Chain UK and Ireland's journey on our d agenda, addressing a range of diversity topics through discussions with colleagues from around our DHL Supply Chain UK and Ireland business. In this episode I'm thrilled to be talking to Luke Pound, Luke works in our Triton drink, Drinks distribution business, and he's a load planner. So, Luke, why don't you start by just telling us your story?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, it happened sort of. I had a motorbike accident ten years ago. Now, um, just driving, uh, riding home from work, um, and uh, coming up to some traffic lights that they were green. Just going through them, and uh, a kid sort of uh walked out in front of me with his push bike. Um so I had a swerve to I know obviously not hit him. Um and unfortunately it was a slight bend as well and I just couldn't get the bike back over. So I ended up hitting into the metal railings, which was um a bit a bit of a mess. So yeah, um basically I've uh the result of the injuries were I broke um, well broke three three of the nerves into my my left arm and pulled two two of them out of my spinal cord um as well as uh, multiple fractures a a broken nose cheek and jaw um broke my left forearm and then also four the five um metal tarsals in my left foot so um yeah, so I'd done a reasonably good job on that, but it it um could have been a lot worse
0: mm and um, how long were you
1: off work for with with those injuries um so it was so when i had the accident i was i was working for a uh, removals company um and then like the the day actually after my um accident i was starting to do my class 2 lorry license so, um so that sort of uh, put an end to all of that um so i was in hospital for for 3 weeks um and then i was didn't get back to work for about um was probably off for about eighteen months to two wow. years um the mo well it is mainly one of the reasons was the um fact it took me about sort of eight nine months to actually find a job where i've because i've always as soon as I left school i was always doing manual manual labor sort of work so um having to try and find somewhere that uh to get into an office and never worked into an office or you know got any certificates for anything or uh, or whatever so it's uh, that was um quite difficult trying to trying to get back into work
0: and just tell us a little bit more for the people who are listening um you know your injuries you took a long time to recover but you've you've lost the the use of your left arm is that right
1: yeah so basically all I've got left at the moment is my bicep works um mm-hmm. so that yeah so that basically works um i got no movement in my left hand um my I've had I don't know how many operations about eight operations in the last 10 years with doing muscle grafts and moving tendons around and moving nerves around and things like that so um yeah everything well well, right from day one it was always 50 50 of of what sort of progress i would get back in in my arm and that so it's always been um just see good i don't know, if, uh, you know the surgeons have been um amazing so it's uh, things they can do now compared to sort of 20 years ago is, is is quite amazing so i'm grateful for the use i have out of it um it's more beneficial it being being there uh, with the limited use I have got um, so I can still use it in certain aspects so um, yeah so it's it's I've got to look at the uh, positives from it
0: got to look at the positive you certainly seem to be very positive about it so tell me so you came back to work after about 18 months two years you, you find an office job but what sort of things did you have to think about from a work perspective
1: ended up just uh working in a taxi company for, for a little bit um well actually i say a little bit it was for about four years in the end so and then so once once i was in there then it was um just happy that i got a job um and then it was thinking about what the what i wanted to do for the future and like with with the removals and sort of logistics side of that i was then started looking at doing um thought right i sort of know the ins and of, well, not the ins and outs of transport but i've got a decent knowledge of it so i think that was something to start looking into of moving over to
0: so you joined you joined our trade team business as a load planner um tell us because people won't know what that is why don't you tell us a little bit of what your job involves day to day and and what maybe adjustments you've had to make to be able to manage that
1: yeah so it's um on the adjustment side, there's there's not much really. It is uh, is certain things obviously with uh, doing the little shortcuts on on the keyboard of holding control down and trying to press things. So uh, like on working on Excel is uh, really a bit annoying. So I got a little little sort of uh, paperweight thing that I can just leave on a key, like on the control button or or the shift button, or and then then I can do what do whatever. So yeah, um, on the adjustment side, this um not much is is uh changed on that but um the load planning is it's mainly day-to-day uh so what we call is uh we plan day one for day three so like on like on a monday we'll be planning for deliveries on a wednesday so it's uh all the orders obviously coming in and then we're just uh planning them to to routes um see so being as efficient as possible with that's the thing with my disability is it's not noticeable so much. Um so and again I don't this for me personally I don't feel like there's there's much to adjust uh for for what I need. So
0: well you um are you right handed by, by now? Yeah,
1: luckily <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that would have been a, a bit bit more difficult. But yeah, so yeah, I was fortunate that um yeah I was right handed to uh, start with so that was uh, made things a little bit easier. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I can imagine. Absolutely. So I know um, outside of work, I know you're involved with um, with motorsports and with Team Brit Racing. Tell us a bit about about that.
1: Yeah. So so basically the um, team is originally set up by um, our founder, Dame, Dave Player, um, come up with a crazy idea of, uh, of an all disabled race team. Um, so we've got People with uh, different disabilities that um, we all race together. So um, at the moment, we've got um, Bobby and Matty who are, are, are autistic. So obviously, I haven't got any physical disabilities. Um, and then we've got Aaron who's um, in a wheelchair. So he, he's uh, paraplegic. So he's uh, got no feeling, obviously, from his waist down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so he, so he drives uh, like myself. I can only drive with, with my right arm. Um, and then we got Andy as well, who's got uh, multiple different uh, injuries that sort of affect him walking around. Um, and again, he's got injuries with his uh, shoulder and everything. So he's got limitations as well. So um, yeah, so it's um, basically the, the team created their own uh, hand control system. So um, basically we've got um, steering, we've, all the cars still got the pedals, and then on the steering wheel, we've got a hand control system, which is uh, what you would have on sort of the the sports cars. You would have the uh, paddle gear levers for changing up and down. There, actually, for you got on the right hand side is is your throttle paddle. So with with Aaron, where he obviously can't use the uh, pedals, so on the right hand side he's got a throttle paddle, and then on the left hand side is the brake paddle. And then all we got on the front of the steering wheel on both sides is like a rocker switch and then we can just change up and down gear with our thumb so um that's the thing like we no matter our disability whoever um it is getting in the car can go off and drive it and race it so um yeah it's uh it's been a pretty it's an amazing experience joining them and what they already started and, and where it's going it's it's quite
0: and for you, I mean, I guess you know you've already said you know, just bef- just after your accident, you should have done your HGV license and and actually, you know, progress on a on a different sort of career path. So, um, and and clearly, you haven't been able to do that, and you've had to find a different way. But but does that mean you know is that what the, the sports has done for you? Is it really sort of compensated for that? Is that is that kind of why you took it up?
1: Is yes, um, now, well, it was just a it was a sort of luck sort of chance timing of it all sort of fell in perfectly really so it was um so after the accident i always well even when i was still in hospital i was just i was adamant i would get back on a bike just to see if i can do it ride and ride a bike so about five six years ago yeah about yeah about five years ago I uh, managed to get back on a motorbike uh with a charity called the bike experience um which is set up for people that have had accidents and they want to just be able to get on a bike and and see if they can do it so um yeah I've done that with them and then so it was like yeah I can do that um and then I was just starting to look at um doing sort of track days and things like that where you know they would uh, be able to finding someone that can accommodate my disability um which that was reasonably difficult trying to find that but it was yeah the luck of it was the fact of the team started up their race academy in 2019 um and that sort of that sort of year was the the time i was starting to look at doing track days so uh found them and then ended up doing um track day in november 2019 and then one more in january 2020 and then had a 2 minute chat with uh, our boss dave and uh he was saying that you know saying that you're know, sort of good enough if you wanted to do your, your race license you, you know we think you, you're good enough to be a be a racing driver and it was just a, a yes straight away so um in february 2020 i yeah I gained my race license and uh, last year was the the first year i raced with the team and it was it's actually it was quite um poignant today that we're doing this uh, podcast uh because it was uh, it's just come up come up on my phone this morning uh, with a memory of that it was my first race weekend was uh, was uh, a year ago today so it was uh <laughs> So that's it, and
0: that's incredible in in terms of you know, as you say, you've you've managed to find a a group that can accommodate your disability that allow you to do something that it sounds like you really love doing.
1: Yeah, that's it. I've always grown up with you know, watching motorsport. Um, sort of never never thought I would uh, end up actually becoming a racing driver. But the fact of it's a it's a weird one that I I wouldn't be a racing driver if I hadn't hadn't had the accident. I always thought it would be too difficult to actually get into it, which it's not. It's um, it's quite easy to actually get into it, but it's the whole staying in it. It's it's, it's the the more difficult side of it with uh, obviously trying to gain sponsors and 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 things like that to sort of uh, to to fund what you what you want to do in that.
0: It's amazing, isn't it, that they, you know, that the car can be adapted to to be suitable for anyone to be able to drive it. That's that's pretty incredible and pretty inspiring as well for for anyone listening to this who might think, you know, well, you know, what what can I do? How can I possibly carry on with things? And um, just goes to show, doesn't it? There's, it's quite incredible. What can be done these days?
1: Yeah, that's it. It's um another thing. It's not. On the electronic side, it's uh, quite technical but it's quite a simple solution because it's, it's just a an air compressor that you know we have it we have in the car that can then so like with our and using hand controls can modulate the accelerating braking that and it's um so on that side of it it's uh it's quite a simple thing that's been created to to get us racing and that's the, again as well wow, it's um you know all the cars have got the same setup. So you know, when you come along to to the academy, uh, the academy polo that the team have got is um, jumping that, and you start learning everything with that. With the same setup, we want to be competing at Le Mans uh, in about two three years, and uh, being the first British disabled race team to to compete there. So it's um, yeah, big big plans. And everything is getting there. The way it's gone from last year to this year, and then again, plans for next year, and that is uh, every year is a bit big step up. So hopefully, we we'll get there.
0: That's amazing. I mean, incredible aspirations in terms of what you want to get to, and it's truly important, I think, to have that that vision and that goal. Tell me, there was something that you said earlier um that you you worked with a charity to get back on on your motorbike again a number of years after your accident. Um, tell me a little bit more about that because that sounds like a, r- a really really courageous thing
1: to do it was just the fact of wanting to see if i can just do it um and it's always i think it was it's always best to just quickly if something if you know, something bad has happened like, like this i think it was always best to just get back out do it and see if you can do it rather than wait further down the line and keep Deciding whether you do or don't want to do it—it's just uh, um, you, you can always overthink things, and I, um, you might as well. I think a lot of a lot of things in life is is either a yes or a no, and uh, a lot of people overthink things, and I would rather just yeah, just go and do it, try it, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, simple as that.
0: What a great message, though, around overthinking things. I think you're right, um, Luke. There are times when we, we ponder and we overthink, and actually, you're right, it's yes or no, shall I do it or shall I not? But I think what, what I hear from you is kind of that positivity coming through that that probably drives and encourages and inspires you to do things.
1: Yeah, it's, I've, I've always been um, sort of happy-go-lucky guy, so it's, um, always, I've always tried to take the positive out of things. Um, there's again, you know if again the whole thing of overthinking things is then starts you you can start putting yourself off doing something, so um if you go with your gut feeling, I think that's the the main thing with that, and then, yeah, like i said if if it don't work out, at least you tried, and you know it's it's that's that's about it really you you know you've tried it hasn't worked, um same with not you know whether you've got a disability or not, you can't do everything. Um, you know, people are gonna be better better than you at, at certain things and, you know, is it's whether you want to actually, you know, just to see whether you can do it or um or not and just yeah, just go for it. Yeah,
0: it's it's giving it a go and finding your thing really, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that's it. It's um yeah, you're never you're never really gonna know until you actually try it. So it's um
0: yeah. Let me bring us back to, to work for a moment, if you, if you don't mind. Um, I mean, you know, there'll be managers, HR folks, recruiters, maybe listening in to, to our interview today. What advice would you have for them in terms of approaching people with disabilities when it comes to getting into the workplace?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a different, like, from, from my point of view, I've always, I've never really... Thought about having a disability, so I've I've always been quite blasé. With I know uh, when I was looking at trying to find work, um, I don't think it was the fact of my disability was having the uh, effect of not being able to get up, uh, you know, get back to work. It was more the fact of I've come from doing manual labour all the time and then coming into a an office which is completely different, where people were sort of more put off. Um, but that's, it's, it's, that's the thing of, um, it's more the fact of whether you got a disability or not, people, everyone's different and everyone's got their certain needs that they, you know, they would prefer or not. And it's, um, just at least giving them a, a chance or an interview of, of seeing what they're like.
0: So I think what you're saying there is... And we do some of this in our unconscious bias training work. Actually, it's looking beyond what you necessarily see and actually trying to figure out the type of person that you're recruiting into the business or so bringing in, rather than just focusing on their skills or their or their sort of abilities. Because we can train train many things as well, can't we?
1: Yeah, that's it. Is um, that's what I said. Like, I was I was never good at school. I was uh, I I found it extremely boring. I always found it difficult learning of being. Sh- told or shown uh shown things whereas um I actually it's so much easier for me to to learn and understand it while while I'm actually doing it. So that's it again, it's it's just yeah, people've got different ways that they you know they learn um things they need. Uh so yeah whether they got a disability or not is um yeah everyone's different and it's um it's just given that a chance.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Look, it's been um, really inspiring. I think, from my point of view, to hear your your journey, your story, how actually you you know what happened to you has really changed the course of what you thought your life might be, both from a job and career perspective, but also from an a, you know from a hobby or from the motorsport perspective, in terms of almost fulfilling some dreams that you had. Um, really incredible to to hear that. Maybe you
1: can give us one sort of short closing closing message for everyone um yeah, okay, um yeah, well like I said before is uh just go for it, I mean again that the whole overthinking thing I don't you know, there's a lot of things in life where everything's sort of yeah it's fifty fifty and majority of things is is either a yes or a no um and at the end of the day, if you're say no to it, you, you could potentially just re- regret that later down in, in life. And that. So whether it's a job or trying a different hobby out, or you know going out and getting your racing licenses, um, that's the thing with, with us with with the racing side of things is you're not going to become a racing driver unless you got that racing license. So you can just go for it, and then you've got it. And then you can start looking further down the line of, of, of where you want to go, so um, yeah that's it is uh, just go go out there and end life with no regrets. I think is the, is the best best way to, to look at it.
0: look you're an amazing example of somebody who's who's picked themselves up, who's got such a positive attitude in terms of go for it, don't let things get in your way of of trying it out and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but actually just taking those chances and you've you've, got, you've shown an incredible amount of resilience and and passion in terms of just living life and, and living in the moment i'm i'm really in awe of that
1: no no thank you it's uh it's been a pleasure doing this so uh yeah but um it's been good having a chat and uh yeah hopefully that you know some people watch this and they uh Sort of do change their mind on on certain things that they've been putting off for a while. So,
0: I think that's a great a great way to end it. Hopefully, you can inspire some people to to take that chance or say yes to that thing that was in their mind that they were maybe overthinking, as you have just said. Yeah. So, thank you, Luke. Thank you for your time today, and thank you to everybody listening. Uh, that's it for today watch out for our next episode and in the next episode i'm going to be talking a little bit more about the subjects of race and ethnicity and as ever you can watch us on youtube you can listen to us on spotify or itunes thank you very much